0: Howdy, welcome to Renegade Fantasy Sports NRL Fantasy Podcast, the rundown with me, the Defensive Centre. You can find me on Twitter at Defensive Centre. So in this weekly podcast, I'll cover all of the latest NRL news and developments relevant to your NRL Fantasy team, plus I'll give you the highlights from www.renegadesfs.com, which is where you can get all of your NRL Fantasy analysis. So the next 15 minutes are meant for all of us who are just only coming up out of the rep round coma. First a little update on my team. Round 9 was uh, pretty brutal for most of us and uh, I didn't escape unscathed. I had a heap of those uh, head injury assessment sufferers plus just generally poor scoring. A lot of my guys uh, went underneath their average. I somehow struggled to 787 and fortunately only dropped 198 spots to 2304. Um, so I really need to start turning Things around. Um, Fortunately, the buys are coming up, and so with some pretty good buy planning, I should see a healthy bump in the ranks. Trade wise, this week I'm a bit stumped, um, as a lot of coaches are at the moment. I've got Idris, who is injured for the rest of the season, and Kelly, who's ready uh, to be uh, turned over into someone else at this point. And I've got about five other sort of mid rangers that really need to go uh, before or during the buys. I've also got Hunt returning who will replace Nick Arima, uh, which I'm going to have to deal with. Uh, Nick Arima is in my team at the moment. I don't want to have him in my team while he's playing a utility role. And Seguiaro will be back um, and he's just hanging around waiting to force my hand with Braley. So I'm really ready to move on a bunch of players, but the frustrating thing is that there really are no cash cows on offer. Um, at a later stage of the season, I might be happy with the cash out. So that's a player who, who's really, really cheap and is unlikely to get any games. Uh, but with buyers on the horizon, this strategy doesn't really make a lot of sense. The whole point of a cash-out is to roll money into the players who are in your scoring 17. So in this way, you manage to maximize your points um, you know, for the amount of money that you've generated. But the most effective strategy for the buy rounds is to actually use squad depth to cope. So at this point of the year, um, I'm normally trying to spread my cash around a little bit um, across most of my squad, not concentrating it into my top 17 or 18 players. So um, in other words, gathering red dots is really not a good strategy for the buys. So where does this leave me? I'm not entirely sure, but I may have to start thinking about targeting mid-range value players to try and squeeze cash um, out of some of the players I don't want to carry through the buys and then to use that to upgrade players uh, like Idris. So my current thinking is uh, going Slater to Semi, Rad Radra, so I don't want to carry Slater through the buys. You know, he may miss the extra game here or there, he could get injured, and he's going to sort of max out pretty soon anyway, and he'll miss four games. So he can probably be moved on soonish, even though he's got money to make. And with that extra money, I can turn Idris into uh, Joseph Leilua, so it adds about six games to my buys um, and gets Milo Lua for his game against the Knights this weekend which, is, uh, which hopefully will, will pay off it does rely on Semi starting to turn his form around um, especially for those major buy-arounds when I'm really gonna need to play him so hopefully that happens. He's only $250,000 at the moment um, but his scores reflect that price so, so let's uh, jump into the fallout from round 9 and uh, end the rep round and uh, look out for what's going on in round 10. First up, the injury and team list news. Um, first game, Bulldogs v Cowboys. So Frawley finally gets another start with Josh Reynolds out until round 15. So that's good if you've got him but I wouldn't be rushing him in and I wouldn't actually be running him in your 17 if you he can help it. His points per minute in the fir- in the last few games where he's played 60 odd minutes or almost 60 minutes is really poor. So he's not really a fantasy relevant half. I could easily see him going under 20 points. Uh, so don't buy him and possibly don't run him if you can help it. Uh, Elliot is currently named on the bench, but he is rumored to push eastward to the bench and start. He's $238,000 and has a break even of minus seven, so he's a pretty attractive option. Um, he's not really a cash cow, but he's definitely got value. Coot, Granville, and Fensom are back for the Cowboys, which sees the end of Ponga finally. Asiata is now in the front row, so at the end of the half, halves experiment for him. Hess goes to the bench with Lowe back to starting. Patrick Fafusi is out for the season, um, and Thurston is also out for a while, uh, although it's not really clear how long he's going to be out for. Uh, he's not named this week. He's supposedly going to miss some origin games, but who knows when he'll be back. He's currently being replaced by Ray Thompson. Hampton is on the bench, ready to give you a really shitty auto emergency if you've still got him. Um, so with so many changes to the Cowboys team, I would expect some last-minute uh, changes, so just keep an eye out on team lists on the game day. Uh, Dragons for Sharks. Dugan is out with Fractured Cheek from the test match. Uh, he's out until around 13. So that season nightingale go back to fullback and Milne on the wing. Field is also on the bench uh, for the Sharks. T-Rex is gone for the season with an ACL injury. And Lewis comes back from injury and replaces him. Uh, Tigers versus Rabidos. Idris is gone for the season, which is pretty frustrating for a lot of us who saw him as a potential uh, keeper or at least a slow burn in cash cow. Uh, Woods is out indefinitely with a groin injury, so as such, uh, the change the only change is Sue starting and Grant joining the bench. Cam holds his center spot. Um, but Malachi Watani zelezniak who's just joined the Tigers, is rumored to debut for the club at center this weekend, so um, who that pushes out isn't exactly clear. Robados are expecting heaps of further changes from the team that they named on Tuesday. So currently Burns has been named to replace Jennings in the backs. Gray is on an extended bench and is has strongly rumoured to return and to replace Talakai. There's also mail that Sutton will push into 5'8 and Walker will go to fullback, uh, which will pick John, uh, push Johnson to the wing. This would end up pushing Burns back out of the team. Uh, Tyrell uh, Fuima. Oh no, is set to debut, he's been a cash-out that a lot of people have been looking at, second row forward slash centre option. Um, so the bottom line is, be near a computer or a phone an hour before that game because there's going to be a lot of uh, news dropping. Panthers versus Warriors, Fisher-Harris is back for the Panthers, which pushes everyone's favourite cash cow, Corey Hightower nearer to the bench. Kikau drops out despite a fantastic game representing Fiji on the weekend. For the Warriors, uh, Carter is back, which pushes Nicole Klokstad to the extended bench. But the big news is that Mannering is out for two weeks with a calf strain, uh, which hurts the players, uh, the coaches who have been holding on to him. He will be replaced by Bunty Afoa. Um, Storm versus Titans. For the Storm, Jesse Bromwich is out for two weeks due to a club suspension. Uh, Welch is out for the season. A surfer Solomona is also injured for four weeks. Um, so as a result of all of this, Glasby starts. Harris is back from injury, but he's on the bench. Uh, Nicholas and Jax join the bench too. For the Titans, the other part of the club suspension equation, Kevin Proctor, has been dropped for four weeks. Greenwood starts and Copley joins the bench. Uh, annoyingly, Hayne is still at centre. He may um, He may have scored... Okay, last week, uh, but if you watch that game, you'd realize how close he was to putting in a really terrible score. So, uh, here's hoping he gets involved this week and uh, goes chasing the ball. So, Manly versus Broncos no changes for Manly. For the Bronx, Roberts is on an extended bench uh, with Meade starting and George Fye uh, in the 17. Uh, however, Roberts is a strong chance of returning. Hunt is still not back so good news for us Nico owners. Knights versus Raiders, Yates starts at lock pushing King to the extended bench. Uh, Hodkinson is on an extended bench and so he could put Feeney out of his misery and out of the misery of all of those coaches who are foolish enough to pick him up. For the Raiders, Papali is out through suspension so Soliola starts and Louis uh, joins the bench. Roosters versus Eels, Latrell Mitchell replaces Sean Kenny Dowell who is also out through a club suspension. Orbison starts and Guerra is back to the bench. Uh, Orbison is known as the Black Widow in a lot of fantasy circles. And uh, the uncertainty around him starting or not starting week to week now is certainly reminding me why I avoided picking him up uh, at the start of the season, even though he has been playing exceptionally well up until now. Uh, The Eels are unchanged. So, a bit of a summary about what's up on the Renegades FS website. So there's a heap of really good stuff up, Uh, it's gone up over the last two weeks since the last round. The break-evens are there, all of the uh, round game uh, summaries from last round. Go check them out because it's been a couple of weeks. The Eliminator comp draw is up. Um, I'd like to say I'm not in it because I produce content for the website and so I can't be in the competition, but uh, it's really just because I had a really shitty round in round 8 and I missed out on the competition altogether. So the biggest um, drop of content on the website this week has been a heap of articles about buy planning. So there's a couple of uh, good, solid introductory articles giving you the basic concepts uh, and the overall strategy. K5 has written up a couple of articles about his buy-around targets and how he plans for the buys. The Renegade Analytics Department um, has a fantastic article talking about how the bosses coped with the buys last year. Uh, most importantly, it summarises how how many players the bosses had available across all the buys, sort of added up, um, at this point last year, and then how many they ended up with after trading through the buys. So a bit of a look at um, how they were set up before the buys and then how they ended up faring once the buys ended. So it's a really good way to gauge how you're trending um, with buy planning, particularly if you download the buy planner off the, off the Renegades FS website. So the big take-home message I got from those uh, articles was that the bosses are looking at approximately 77 players on average available uh, to them over the buys at this point. So these are the players that are going to take the field in each of those major and minor buy-arounds. Um, and this compares to um, almost identical number, approximately 77 as well last year. Um, so the bosses are all sort of trending much much the same over the last two years. Once the buys ended last year, the bosses used as many as 90 players, but the average was sort of in the mid-80s. So if you're sort of managing to um, put together somewhere in the high 70s uh, and identifying some, some key trades through the buys to sort of keep developing squad depth, and then transition into your final team, um, and you can get up into the into the eighties. You're going to be really well placed, and you should get a really good bump in the in the ranks, as a lot of the bosses did last year. So that's it for me today. Uh, good luck with this weekend. Let's all hope for a few less head knocks and a few less head injury assessments. Uh, sit tight, set your lineup, Captain Smith. See ya.